This is the Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show, where we're always learning how to make way more money while paying way less taxes. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright. I'm your host, founder of WealthAbility. Today, I'm very excited about our topic today because we're going to discuss a tax-free investment that's available and useful to pretty much anyone and everyone. And we're going to discover how to use this investment for your very specific situation. We have an amazing guest. Uh, Kim Butler is... Um, She's been, she's been using this investment for years and years and years, and I, I'm going to let her um, do a little uh, intro of herself. But Kim and I have known each other for, geez, can't, I, I think it's over 25 years, and Kim is the one who actually introduced me um, to this investment. So, you know, Kim is, to me, the guru when it, when it comes to this stuff, and she's very good at explaining it. So um, I want to welcome you, Kim. Uh, welcome to the WealthAbility Show. Well, thank you, Tom. What a nice introduction. And yes, I think it's super cool that you and I have known and worked together that long because in today's world, relationships don't always last that long. And, and we have a <laughs> great don't. business relationship. We both learn from each other. And I'm just honored to be able to share this information with you and your listeners today. Well, well, I appreciate it. And, and Kim, just so everybody knows, where can they reach you? I'm at partners, the number four, prosperity.com live in Mount Enterprise, Texas, and we help people in all 50 states here in the good old U.S. of A. Awesome. Thank you, Kim. So so the investment, the investment we're going to talk about, and, and Kim, I, I want you to share what you were sharing with me earlier about the idea of a, is it investment or what is it? We're, we're, going, to talk, we're going to talk about the difference between really um, different types of life insurance. Life insurance, people, people think of life insurance go, oh, no, it's life insurance. This is... I can't believe you're talking about life insurance, but life insurance, um, you know, when we talk about taxes, uh, you know, the tax law is a series of incentives and it's a series of incentives to people to do what the government wants you to do. And when I think about life insurance, I can't think of very many things that, that the government wants more than for people to be secure if, if the, the primary earner in their family dies. I mean, that's actually, you know, if essentially where life insurance tax benefits come from is they're, they're, they come from this idea that the government would like people to actually have it and not have to pay tax on it so that they get the full benefit of it. But what, what I've learned over the years from you, Kim, and, and uh, our mutual friend Patrick Donahoe is that the, the idea of a, a term insurance and whole life insurance are very, very different. Could, would you mind just explaining in really simple terms what term insurance is and what whole life insurance is? Absolutely. So term insurance is death insurance. You pay, you die, somebody gets. It's very straightforward. It's usually for a term of time. It might be 10 years, 20 years, might even be one year, but it renews and people typically own it for the working years, which is totally fine. Term insurance is great. There's nothing wrong with it at all. It serves a purpose. Whole life insurance is actually life insurance. And what I mean by that is it exists to work with you and help you during your lifetime, as well as at your death. And the chances of you collecting on term insurance are extremely low. There's studies out on the web that show less than 1%, less than a half a percent. 
of people that own term insurance will actually ever have that death claim paid. And that's a good thing, right? We, we should be grateful for that. Absolutely. The, yeah, the chance for whole life to pay is literally close to 100%. Now, and you can do some things to mess that up. But the reason whole life is called whole life is because it's for your whole life. And we'll be talking here about how its other components, so the first component is the death benefit, but how does the rest of its components help you while you're living? Well, that's, that's a great question. So first of all, let me ask you this, the question, Kim. Um, you know, when we, I, I usually think about life insurance, I think most people do, as this is something that we have when we're young, when we have children, or we have a non-working spouse, and we want to protect them, okay, in case we die. I mean, that's, and that's the, the kind of what term insurance is all about, right? Absolutely. Okay. Whole life insurance is, seems very different to me, because it seems to me that there's an element here of whole life insurance, and maybe you can explain how the premiums work and cash render value, maybe, maybe give a little bit more explanation of that, because there's this element here of, well, not only am I protecting, yes, it has that element that it will protect if I die, but it also has this element of providing some, some amazing opportunities should I live. Absolutely. So the nice thing about whole life is that it's going to pay when you die, you know, it's funny, you said, if I die, and that's a common thing that us humans say. And yet the last time I checked, I'm pretty sure death is a guaranteed event. So (laughs) we have to look at whole life insurance and actually all kinds of life insurance differently than we look at car insurance and disability insurance and even health insurance. I mean, in theory, somebody could go through their whole life and never use any of those other types of insurances. And yet whole life is a when event, a a W-H-E-N, not an if event. And because of that fact, we can work backwards and enable the asset part of whole life insurance to serve us while we're living. And what I mean by that is there is an asset called cash value that you build up with whole life insurance that does not exist with term insurance. And it has some components around it that are your favorite words. Is it fair to say that tax-free is one of your favorite words? Uh, that is absolutely my favorite description of anything is that it's tax-free. And, and I love that about whole life because here's something that I know that as long as I follow the rules, I am never going to be taxed on this. Now, I know there are times when you can be. I mean, if you, you, know, if you break the rules, you distribute the money out with, you know, and you, you cancel your policy, you're going to be taxed on that. But if you, follow, if you follow the rules, then you'll never be taxed. And what I love is you're not going to be taxed on the cash surrender value, which is really, you know, kind of if you think about the, the interest that accrues on the insurance, right? I mean, that's basically you've invested this money, uh, put it in, say, your uh, you know, a, a bank account called a life insurance account, and it's earning this interest, and the interest isn't taxable. But then the actual life insurance pre, uh, that's that's paid the the face value of the policy, that's not taxable either. Okay, so and and in fact, if we do it right, it's not even included in your estate, so it's not even estate taxable. So it, it's not we can do it, so it's not gift tax taxable. It's not income taxable and it's not estate taxable. So this is one of those few places where you can put money, okay, where um, it's secure 
Okay, and let's. We, I want to talk about that for a minute. But it's secure. But it's it's literally guaranteed to be to be tax free in all events as long as you set it up properly. So so when we talk about secure, why is it, Kim? I mean, I, I I'm always thinking about this that life insurance. Why is it so thought of as being such a secure place to put your money? Yeah, it's a really great question. And so when we look at life insurance as an asset class, and you can call it an investment, you can call it a savings account, it really doesn't matter what moniker you want to put on it. The fact is that cash value, which is the term that we use for the living benefit of the whole life insurance, has a guaranteed increase every single year that is a dollar figure. And that's part of what makes it so secure. And you, you might even use the word certainty. It, it is absolutely certain that it will increase every year. And then furthermore, this asset is in the life insurance industry. And again, I like to compare whole life insurance to a savings account or a even a money market, you know, some kind of liquid asset, because that's really the most common comparison that makes a like asset to a like asset. Cash value is most like a savings account. However, as we know, savings accounts are at banks. And as most people know, banks reserve only seven to 10 cents on the dollar for every dollar that they hold. Well, the life insurance industry is required by law to secure a dollar for every dollar. And so you have a certainty of principle. And then, as I indicated earlier, you have a guaranteed increase that is, again, a dollar figure. It's not an interest rate. And then on top of that, you have the dividends, which we could express as an interest rate. Now, those dividends are not guaranteed to be paid. However, you have an industry that has a 100, 150, sometimes even 200-year history of paying dividends. And once a dividend gets paid, it becomes a part of the guaranteed cash value, never to go down again. That's security. That's the certainty that you're looking for. So, so let me ask you this question. Okay, so in a bank, uh, my, my, my savings are supposedly insured by the FDIC up to $250,000. Okay. A life insurance company, however, is a private company. So why, why would you think, you know, why would a life insurance company be secure or is it as secure as a bank? So the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC, is what secures all the dollars at the bank. And all it is is the taxpayer's ability to pay. There's not a federal insurance policy. It sounds like it, but that entity is very, unfortunately, misnamed. There's no, quote, insurance insuring our dollars at a bank. It's literally just the ability for the taxpayers to pony up. And so you have this banking industry, and we all have to use banks. That's fine. You know, they work great for checking accounts. But you have a desire on most families part to have a more certain future where their dollars are not having to be backed up by the taxpayer's ability to pay. And as you said, the entrance industry is private. It's also state regulated. And so what people want to be looking for is what's called a mutual company. 
most whole life products are sold by a mutual life insurance company. And what that means is that it's privately owned by the policyholders. It operates similar to a credit union, if you will. Whereas, of course, banks are public companies. There's another type of life insurance company called a stock company, which is also a public company. And most stock companies do not offer whole life. They offer other types of life insurance. But whole life from a mutual company, and I think there's around 30, maybe 35 mutual companies, is the type of product that, again, state-regulated, completely certain, built on a whole bunch of guarantees. I would even go so far as saying it's very boring but it's extremely effective. Do, 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 uh, do life insurance, I mean, life insurance companies, though, presumably from time to time are poorly managed and go out of business. Then what happens? It does happen on occasion. It is fairly rare. And yet when it does happen, again, by law, the other insurance companies that do business in that state pick up the three... This is the Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show, where we're always learning how to make way more money while paying way less taxes. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright. I'm your host, founder of Wealth Ability. Today, I'm very excited about our topic today because we're going to discuss a tax-free investment that's available and useful to pretty much anyone and everyone. And we're gonna discover how to use this investment for your very specific situation. We have an amazing guest, uh, Kim Butler is, um, she's, been, she's been using this investment for years and years and years. And I, I'm gonna let her um, do a little uh, intro of herself. But Kim and I have known each other for, geez, can't, I, I think it's over 25 years. And Kim is the one who actually introduced me um, to this investment. So, you know, Kim is to me the guru when it, when it comes to this stuff and she's very good at explaining it. So, um, I want to welcome you, Kim, uh, welcome to the wealth ability show. Well, thank you, Tom. What a nice introduction. And yes, I think it's super cool that you and I have known and worked together that long because in today's world, relationships don't always last that long. And and we have a (laughs) great business relationship. We both learn from each other and, I'm just honored to be able to share this information with you and your listeners today. Well, well, I appreciate it. And, and Kim, just so everybody knows, where can they reach you? I'm at partners, the number four, prosperity.com. Live in Mount Enterprise, Texas, and we help people in all 50 states here in the good old U.S. of A. Awesome. Thank you, Kim. So, so the, investment, the investment we're going to talk about, and, and Kim, I, I want you to share what you were sharing with me earlier about the idea of it. Is it investment or what is it? We're we're going to talk right. We're going to talk about the difference between really um, different types of life insurance. Life insurance people people think of life insurance. Go oh no, it's life insurance. This is I can't believe you're talking about life insurance. But life insurance, um, you know, when we talk about taxes, uh, you know, the tax law is a series of incentives, and it's a series of incentives to people to do what the government wants you to do. 
And when I think about life insurance, I can't think of very many things that, that the government wants more than for people to be secure if, if the, the primary earner in their family dies. I mean, that's actually, you know, if, essentially where life insurance tax benefits come from is they're, they're, they come from this idea that the government would like people to actually have it and not have to pay tax on it so that they get the full benefit of it. But what, what I've learned over the years from you, Kim, and, and uh, our mutual friend Patrick Donahoe is that the, the idea of a, a term insurance and whole life insurance are very, very different. Could, would you mind just explaining in really simple terms what term insurance is and what whole life insurance is? Absolutely. So term insurance is death insurance. You pay, you die, somebody gets. It's very straightforward. It's usually for a term of time. It might be 10 years, 20 years, might even be one year, but it renews and people typically own it for the working years, which is totally fine. Term insurance is great. There's nothing wrong with it at all. It serves a purpose. Whole life insurance is actually life insurance. And what I mean by that is it exists to work with you and help you during your lifetime, as well as at your death. And the chances of you collecting on term insurance are extremely low. There's studies out on the web that show less than 1%, less than a half a percent of people that own term insurance will actually ever have that death claim paid. And that's a good thing, right? We, we should be grateful for that. Absolutely. The, yeah, the chance for whole life to pay is literally close to 100%. Now, and you can do some things to mess that up. But the reason whole life is called whole life is because it's for your whole life. And we'll be talking here about how it's, other components, so the first component is the death benefit, but how does the rest of its components help you while you're living? Well, that's, that's a great question. So first of all, let me ask you this, the question, Kim. Um, you know, when we, I, I usually think about life insurance, I think most people do, as this is something that we have when we're young, when we have children, or we have a non-working spouse, and we want to protect them Okay, in case we die. I mean, that's and that's the the kind of what term insurance is all about, right? Absolutely. Okay, whole life insurance is seems very different to me because it seems to me that there's an element here of whole life insurance, and maybe you can explain how the premiums work and cash render value. Maybe maybe give a little bit more explanation of that because there's this element here of well, not only am I protecting. Yes, it has that element that it will protect if I die, but it also has this element of providing some, some amazing opportunities should I live. Absolutely. So the nice thing about whole life is that it's going to pay when you die. You know, it's funny. You said if I die, and that's a common thing that us humans say. And yet the last time I checked, I'm pretty sure death is a guaranteed event. So <laughs> we have to look at whole life insurance and actually all kinds of life insurance differently than we look at car insurance and disability insurance and even health insurance. I mean, in theory, somebody could go through their whole life and never use any of those other types of insurances. And yet whole life is a when event, a, a W-H-E-N, not an if event. And because of that fact, we can work backwards and enable the asset part of whole life insurance to serve us while we're living. 
and what I mean by that is there is an asset called cash value that you build up with whole life insurance that does not exist with term insurance, and it has some components around it that are your favorite words. Is it fair to say that tax-free is one of your favorite words? Uh, that is absolutely my favorite description of anything is that it's tax-free. And, and I love that about whole life because here's something that I know that as long as I follow the rules, I am never going to be taxed on this. Now, I know there are times when you can be. I mean, if you, you know, if you break the rules, you distribute the money out with, you know, and you, you cancel your policy, you're going to be taxed on that. But if you, follow, if you follow the rules, then you'll never be taxed. And what I love is you're not going to be taxed on the cash render value, which is really, you know, kind of if you think about the, the interest that accrues on the insurance, right? I mean, that's basically you've invested this money, uh, put it in, say, your, uh, you know, a, a bank account called a life insurance account. And it's earning this interest, and the interest isn't taxable. But then the actual life insurance pre, uh, that's, that's paid, the, the face value of the policy, that's not taxable either, okay? So, and, and in fact, if we do it right, it's not even included in your estate. So it's not even estate taxable. So it's not, we can do it so it's not gift tax taxable, it's not income taxable, and it's not estate taxable. So this is one of those few places where you can put money, okay, where um, it's secure, okay? And let's, we, I want to talk about that for a minute. But it's secure, but it's, it's literally guaranteed to be, to be tax-free in all events, as long as you set it up properly. So, so when we talk about secure, why is it, Kim? I mean, I, I, I'm always thinking about this, that life insurance, why is it so thought of as being such a secure place to put your money? Yeah, it's a really great question. And so when we look at life insurance as an asset class, and you can call it an investment, you can call it a savings account, it really doesn't matter what moniker you want to put on it. The fact is that cash value, which is the term that we use for the living benefit of the whole life insurance, has a guaranteed increase every single year that is a dollar figure. And that's part of what makes it so secure. And you, you might even use the word certainty. It, it is absolutely certain that it will increase every year. And then furthermore, this asset is in the life insurance industry. And again, I like to compare whole life insurance to a savings account or a even a money market, you know, some kind of liquid asset, because that's really the most common comparison that makes a like asset to a like asset. Cash value is most like a savings account. However, as we know, savings accounts are at banks. And as most people know, banks reserve only seven to 10 cents on the dollar for every dollar that they hold. Well, the life insurance industry is required by law to secure a dollar for every dollar. And so you have a certainty of principle. And then as I indicated earlier, you have a guaranteed increase that is again, a dollar figure. It's not an interest rate. And then on top of that, you have the dividends, which we could express as an interest rate. Now, those dividends are not guaranteed to be paid. However, you have an industry that has a 100, 150, sometimes even 200-year history of paying dividends. And once a dividend gets paid, 
it becomes a part of the guaranteed cash value, never to go down again. That's security. That's the certainty that you're looking for. So, so let me ask you this question. Okay, so in a bank, uh, my, my, my savings are supposedly insured by the FDIC up to $250,000. Okay. And a life insurance company, however, is a private company. So how, why, why would you think, you know, why would a life insurance company be secure or is it as secure as a bank? So the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC, is what secures all the dollars at the bank. And all it is is the taxpayer's ability to pay. There's not a federal insurance policy. It sounds like it, but that entity is very, unfortunately, misnamed. There's no, quote, insurance insuring our dollars at a bank. It's literally just the ability for the taxpayers to pony up. And so you have this banking industry, and we all have to use banks. That's fine. You know, they work great for checking accounts. But you have a desire on most families' parts to have a more certain future where their dollars are not having to be backed up by the taxpayer's ability to pay. And as you said, the insurance industry is private. It's also state regulated. And so what people want to be looking for is what's called a mutual company. Most whole life products are sold by a mutual life insurance company. And what that means is that it's privately owned by the policyholders. It operates similar to a credit union, if you will. Whereas, of course, banks are public companies. There's another type of life insurance company called a stock company, which is also a public company. And most stock companies do not offer whole life. They offer other types of life insurance. But whole life from a mutual company, and I think there's around 30, maybe 35 mutual companies, is the type of product that, again, state-regulated, completely certain, built on a whole bunch of guarantees. I would even go so far as saying it's very boring, but it's extremely effective. Do, 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 uh, do life insurance – I mean, life insurance companies, though, presumably from time to time are poorly managed and go out of business. Then what happens? It does happen on occasion. It is fairly rare. And yet, when it does happen, again, by law, the other insurance companies that do business in that state pick up the three guarantees that typically exist inside life insurance companies. The first is the guaranteed cash value that I was speaking of earlier. The second is the guaranteed death benefit that you and I have talked about. You use the term face value. Those are interchangeable, death benefit or face value. And then the third is guaranteed annuity payments that that particular insurance company might have had on the books. So the other insurance companies in the state pick it up and all the guarantees are still guaranteed. Yeah, so so here's what I like. I, I know some of our listeners uh, would agree with me. Maybe not everybody, but that's okay. Um, and, and that is I'm, I'm a little concerned about banks from the standpoint that if the government, if, if we have another crash like we had in 2008 that there may not be a bailout but there may be a bail-in and in a bail-in and a bail-in of course means that this happened in cyprus um just what a year or two ago where the banks actually froze that the government actually froze the money in the banks and said we're going to take off 
25%. So all the money that's in the bank, we're just taking 25% to keep the bank solvent because that's important to the, to the economy. And so that's actually what a lot of people like Jim Rickards um, and, and, uh, uh, and others have said, uh, Robert Kiyosaki have said, look, this is what's likely to happen the next time we have a crash is that we actually have a bail-in. I mean, there's always the question, could they get to the life insurance companies? But I think it's an interesting point that this tax-free investment called life insurance, that it's state regulated. So it's not the federal government that regulates life insurance companies. Is that what you're saying? That's that's correct. And so they don't have the control over the life insurance companies that they do over the banks. And I, I'm not saying they couldn't somehow get that, yet the life insurance is literally with a longer history than the IRS, than the FDIC, you know, than any bank out there. And you know this from your work with closing large real estate deals. Any large real estate deal that's ever done is typically funded by the right. life insurance industry, right. not by the banks. It's the life insurance companies are where all the money is. Uh, ab absolutely. So, so let's talk about you know. So, so when I look at this, I'm, I I look at life insurance. The reason I think that this tax free investment is is such a nice thing for a, a portfolio, if you will, is because we talk about s some safety here. So we've kind of established the safety. This is not something that's going to produce huge dividends, right? This is not something that's going to produce 9, 10, 12, 15% um, on its own, right? So this is something that we, I, I know you've, you've really looked at it as more of a cash account that, that for the most part keeps up with inflation. Is that fair? Absolutely. I think the easiest way to put a definition around the growth of the cash value is to say that in its history, and again, we're talking a couple hundred years, it's always been two or three points above bank rates. So if you take your typical savings account today, that's at one, one and a half, of course, taxable. The life insurance today is around four, four and a half without taxes. If you look back 10, 12 years ago, when banks were maybe at uh, five or 6% on a savings account, the life insurance was more in the seven, eight, 9% range. So you said it well, it's not really going to compare with investments. You could argue that it is an investment because it grows and it doesn't shrink and it absolutely keeps pace with inflation. And of course, the tax benefits are there, but it, it really is your place for what I call people's emergency opportunity right. money. And frankly, who has a limit on their opportunity money? Like everybody's got a small number for emergencies, you know, whatever. I mean, it could be a million dollars, it could be $10,000, but everybody has kind of a defined number that stops for their emergency fund. But when you think about it as a place to store opportunity money, like a lot of people, you and I are recording this in 2018, a lot of people are sitting on cash right now. They want heavy positions of cash. Cash is what gives us opportunity. And when we have cash, we have the capability to take advantage of opportunity. That is unlimited. So, so you've been doing this for a long, long time. Almost uh, 30 years. So, um, I mean, is this something that's truly useful for everyone, no matter what their situation is? Or do you think it's only, only limited to certain people? It's amazing to say, but it truly is appropriate for anybody. I'll give you a couple quick stories. My son just graduated from college. All of his buddies are out now getting their first jobs. 
those guys can start their whole life insurance policies at a hundred bucks a month. It's perfect for them. Jump forward to your 30 year old that maybe just got like his dream job with a nice income, more money bonus. You know, maybe the 30 year old starting a business and it's actually starting to make money now. Those guys contribute at let's say a thousand dollars a month or they could do it annually, but at a higher level. And then let's just jump all the way forward. Let's say you've got a 40 year old, but this guy's got a huge business, lots of capacity, all kinds of things going. He can be contributing at a hundred grand a year, a million dollars a year. It's truly unlimited. And then let's just talk quickly about the 60 year old, the 70 year old that has a business and his net worth worth a hundred million dollars. He can actually buy a death benefit worth a hundred million dollars literally one-to-one on what's actually his gross worth, not even his net worth. And there is tons of proof that that will enable him to make his business and his real estate and the other things that he probably owns more efficient and more effective. So it truly is for everybody financially. And then I'll see if you've got a question on that, but let's talk about medically, because you do have to get approved for this life insurance. Right, exactly. So let's talk about that real quick. So if you have had a medical history, let's say there's a heart attack or there's been cancer in your past or what have you, there is a chance that you cannot get approved for it. And clearly, as people get older, they tend to have more medical issues. And so it is beneficial if you can start it when you're younger, but it's not critical. Sometimes with minor health issues, we can absolutely still get somebody approved. But there are definitely going to be cases when the insurance company will rate you, which means they would charge you a little bit more for it. Sometimes that's still okay. And there are cases when they will decline you. If that occurs, you can still own life insurance on other people that you have an insurable interest in. So an example would be a business partner or somebody that you co-own real estate with, or maybe there is a parent-child relationship or even a grandchild relationship that causes what's known as an insurable interest and enables you to buy insurance on that other person's life. So grandpa is the owner and the beneficiary and the payor, but the 40-year-old adult child, as an example, is the insured. In other words, who the actual insurance is on. So grandpa can still get all the living benefits of it, while the insurance, the death benefit part is on the 40-year-old. That's a completely legitimate strategy. Um, The one group that doesn't work is nieces and nephews and, of course, strangers. You you have to have an insurable interest on the person that you buy life insurance on. Yeah, that's an interesting, that's a really interesting thought. Um, As I have uh, one business partner who's uh, in in her 40s and another one in her early 30s, and I'm going, okay, so... (laughs) That means that should I have this issue, which I don't think I would, but should I have an issue, if I wanted to buy more insurance, I could buy insurance on them. And while I I probably will not be the beneficiary in this lifetime of that of the of, of, of the death benefit, I can get the the benefit of the cash surrender value, right? Absolutely. You could use that cash surrender value. It's an asset on the books, whether it's on your personal books or the business's books. And that can be, like I was saying earlier, your or the business's emergency opportunity money. So I've used my cash value to make payroll. I've used my cash value to buy cars. I've used my cash value to invest. 
Sometimes I purposely don't use my cash value. For example, when car loans are cheaper at the car company than at the insurance company. And then here's another fun thing about using or borrowing against or using your cash value as collateral. Those are all synonymous terms. You can actually use your cash value as collateral at a bank or another financial institution. You don't have to borrow against your cash value at the insurance company. Right. And, and, and now when, when we talk about borrowing against, and I like, I, I, you and I have talked about this, I like the term borrowing with. Okay. Right. You're borrowing with Either your cash surrender value. So what, what's going on is you're, it's not like a 401k where you pull the money out and it's no longer moving, right? You're, that, that, that's just collateral. So it means that the insurance company still has it. It's just that in the policy itself, it allows you, and this is true, I believe, in every whole life policy, right, where it allows you to borrow, to use that as collateral for insurance either I mean, for a loan, either from the insurance company where they're lending you the money or, like you said, with a bank or other financial institution. Did I get that right? Yes, that is 100% correct. And just like a CD secured loan where your CD would keep on growing unaffected by the loan and then you'd have a loan collateralized by the CD, the life insurance works the same way. So you have cash value that continues to grow unaffected by the loan. And then you have the loan, and yes, you pay interest for that loan because the money that came to you from the loan is the banks or the insurance companies, while your money is the collateral for that loan. Right. And you know, it's it's interesting. Here's here's a cool thing about this. Let's say that you you call it, uh, I like the idea, it's a cash opportunity fund. So, So you borrow from the insurance company, for example. And you use that money for another investment. Let's say a real estate investment. Let's say a business investment. Well, here's what's cool about that. So the interest you pay in that loan at that point then becomes deductible. So you've got interest growing in the insurance policy that's non-taxable. At the same time, the interest you're paying is deductible. So you actually make money. I mean, from a tax standpoint, you're actually making money on this. I think I actually think that's pretty cool. It is cool. And, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes people are kind of challenged with this fact of, well, I have to borrow against it or with it in order to use my money. Well, let's think about what you do otherwise. So if you just have a savings account or a money market where your cash is stored, then you're going to use it to go buy a real estate deal. You're removing those dollars and you're buying your real estate deal. Now, what do you do? You pay back that account to build that account back up so that you can go do your next real estate deal. When you do that, you are basically starting at zero every single time. It might not be zero, it might be a hundred grand, but you know, you're going up, down, up, down, up, down every single time. Well, if instead you borrow against this cash account, and frankly, it doesn't matter whether it's sitting at the bank or the insurance company for the analogy that I'm using right now, if you borrow against it, then you're not starting over at zero every single time. You're starting at the higher level, and then the next time it's a next higher level, and the next time it's the next higher level. So this concept used to be used in the early eras of our country when people had savings accounts, they would literally borrow against them and pay themselves back 
at interest. If you go ask your grandparents about that, they did that with savings accounts. And all we're doing now is helping people do it with the life insurance cash value because it is earning a higher rate than the banks and it is without taxes, but it's the exact same concept. You're paying yourself back at interest. In this case, the interest is going to the insurance company because your account is continuing to earn the dividends right. unaffected by that loan. Yeah. So, so this is amazing. You know, uh, and, and just so everybody knows, we, we just scratched the surface here. I, I wanted to get some real basics here and Kim's so good. And, and Kim, I so appreciate you explaining this in such simple terms because, you know, people think of insurance, they go, well, it's going to take me a few years even to recover my, my, my premiums, which is true. You know, your cash surrender is cash surrender value is a little slow to build up. As, yep. as long, and, and you have to recognize this is a long-term strategy, not a short-term strategy. It's a long-term right. strategy. But the idea uh, for me, what I like is the idea of some security here because there's things, once I have security, so, uh, and I'm, I, I kind of want to wrap up with this. Once, once I have security in this life insurance account, then what it means is, is that I have that security and I may have, you know, outside, I may have some other security in, you know, precious metals, gold, silver, et cetera, but I've got security in this life insurance account. Now that, now I've got some freedom to do with the money that I have outside of life insurance that I might not be so, uh, I, I don't have to be quite as cautious about because I've got this kind of this back, this backbone that that's kind of uh, taking care of me if, you know, the whole, the whole thing collapses. And, and that's what I, I love. And I love that we've got this. And of course, there's things we can do with state planning. There's things we can do with children. There's things we can do with funding education. There's things we can do with funding retirement. Um, I, I know these are all possibilities and we'll have to get to that in another show. But what I love, love, love is that I love when I have a tax-free investment that I have flexibility with that I can do a lot of different things with. And, and I know, Kim, you could go on for hours. In fact, you could go on for days on, <laughs> on all the different things you could do. But if you just think about it as, I, I love the way, Kim, I love the way you put it, that this is a, a ca really a cash account that is A, secure, um, really, I mean, as secure as, as you're going to get in a cash account that's actually more likely keeping up with inflation as opposed to a bank account that isn't. And that actually, there, one of the other nice things I like is it actually puts a few restrictions on you. I, I'm, a, I'm a shopper, right? So I mm. love to spend money. And, and what I love about, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of like when I have, you know, uh, precious metals as well. But what I, what I love about it is I'm, I'm not likely to spend that. I'm just not going to go spend this money. I mean, it's actually some work involved. So, so there is, um, there's, there's some security from yourself as well, yep. I think in, in the life insurance. And, and again, you, if you borrow, you have to pay it back. You don't get it. You don't get a choice here. You have to pay it back. So I, I, I love this, Kim. Um, would you give us once more, give us your, um, your website? Absolutely. It's partners, the number four, prosperity.com. And there's a ton of information on there that people can read, listen to, learn. And then if they have questions, they're welcome to reach out to me. So it's partners, number four, prosperity.com. So one of the things I love about Kim is that 
Um, it, it, she, she's all about education, as you can tell. This isn't your first roadshow, your first roadshow, mm-hmm. your first rodeo. You've done this before. Obviously, you've explained this a, a hundred, uh, probably a hundred thousand times, not just a hundred times. And I, I just want to, Cam, I, I, I so appreciate, I appreciate your generosity. You're always looking for how to actually improve your industry as well as, in, I, I know improving your clients. And I know this is a big commercial for Kim Butler, but I can't think of anybody I'd rather give a commercial for, frankly. And um, by the way, um, if uh, at the end of the show, we have a special gift for our listeners and there's some amazing uh, free education that we're going to give away. And uh, please go to Kim's website, Partners for Prosperity, the number four, um, dot com. And I, I know she's a wealth of information and she's very generous in giving away the information. And what happens is when we use, um, so Kim, thank you again for being on the show. Um, Absolutely. When when we, you know, when we think about investments, we think about differently about investments. You look at the tax law is telling you, look, if you invest in life and ins- whole life insurance, okay, if you invest, if you put your money here, we're going to give you multiple multiple tax benefits in order to do it. So we are doing what the government wants us to do gives us some security, gives us something outside the bank, which I think a lot of people are very anxious about the banks. And what we end up with is way more money and way less taxes. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. As an additional thank you, I want to give a special gift just to our podcast listeners to help you jumpstart your journey to building massive wealth tax-free. This is a group of not just one, but five of my top educational resources on this topic. There are several amazing, helpful PDF downloads and two training videos. These resources are not available and we don't give them away anywhere else. So get these bonuses now. All you have to do is go to wealthability.com slash gift. That's wealthability.com forward slash G-I-F-T and get these gifts to jumpstart your wealth now. You've been listening to The Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.